Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. guys, this episode is all about sleep. It was a highly requested episode. I have a lot of you guys that are battling sleep issues. So I wanted to make sure that I covered this and covered it in great detail, not only telling you the benefits of having sleep and why sleep is so important, but also giving you some awesome tips and action items that you can implement today to get an amazing night's rest. So let's dive into this topic. So let's hop right into this topic and really dive deep on why sleep is so important. First, I want to ask you these questions. Have you really kind of given up on sleeping throughout the night? Like that's like a luxury. You're like, I wish that I could fall asleep and stay asleep and feel well rested in the next morning. And you envy the people that actually can like soon as their head hits the pillow, they are knocked out and they're knocked out for the count and they wake up and they're all perky and bright eyed and bushy tail early in the morning at like five o'clock in the morning. You're like, what the heck is wrong with you? I can barely get asleep, let alone fall asleep. And if I don't have my coffee and rolling out of bed around seven o'clock, I'm not a happy person. Or do you feel like you're super exhausted all day because you've been running around on like these stress hormones? Don't worry, I have some great tips along with um, some amazing recipes and natural ways to really kind of help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up the next day feeling amazing so that you can conquer the world. So if you haven't realized, um, there's been a lot of new studies out there in regards to sleep. So you probably have heard of like um, your chronotypes and making sure that you are really paying attention to those circadian rhythms that I absolutely love. Um, figuring out when's the perfect time of the day for you to sleep, when is the perfect time of the day for you to do various different type, type of activities. And then one of the main reasons why sleep is such an important thing, and it's not that we're just kind of timing this in the health and wellness industry, because I know quite a people, few people are saying, I can function like perfectly fine on four hours of sleep. And yes, you might be able to do that to an extent, but that stuff is going to catch up to you. In my household, it's a running joke. And my um, my husband always knows this, that I tell him that sleep is my first love. He is my second love. And if he comes between me and my sleep, there's going to be a rift. Like there's going to be some tensions because I love sleep a lot and I need my eight hours of sleep. And I've always been that kind of person that needs eight hours of sleep. I really, even as a younger kid, I, I really remember like not being able to stay up all night. I kind of remember 
couple of times when I had sleepovers and my friends and I were like, oh, let's try to stay up until the sun rises. And I would be knocked out. Like there's no way. Or even the whole um, staying up late at night for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. That never really happened as I would fall asleep. Um, in college, I remember trying to pull an all-nighter. Yeah, that wasn't successful at all. Um, did that one time and actually did worse on my exams than I ever did before. And I really realized the value of me getting at least six hours of sleep. Eight hours is optimal. Like I function really, really well on eight hours of sleep. Anything more than that, yeah, it makes me a little bit groggy. So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. Um, lack of sleep affects everything in your body and your mind. People who get less sleep tend to have a higher risk of various different um, health issues like diabetes, heart disease, certain types of cancers, not to mention having a slower metabolism, gaining weight, hormonal imbalances, and inflammation. Um, you probably know a lot of people who might have sleep apnea. They have a lot of these issues. And you do not want to be in that category. You do not want to have any of these health complications. Um, it also really impacts your moods, your memory, and your decision-making skills. The whole um, six-plus hours of sleep, like the eight to nine hours of sleep, that's been around for centuries. Like It's very common that people centuries ago would get that because you just didn't think about that prior to modern technology and the light bulb. We would fall asleep when it got dark, and then we would wake up when the sun rises. So it's very easy for you to get those eight to nine hours of sleep. Now, because we have, the, thankfully for Edison, we have light bulbs, and now we have electronic devices, and we have all these things that really mess up our sleep patterns, those circadian rhythms, right? Um, and we don't really know when is the best time to go to sleep because we have artificial light that tells us like, oh, well, as long as it's artificial light, I can still stay awake. It's not doing us any good at all because we're fighting it. Just like if you have kids, you probably know when your kid needs to take that nap and they get all grumpy and anxious and everything else and they're whiny and you're like, just, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Same thing happens to you. Just go to sleep. Don't try to stay up and watch another episode of Netflix or squander through like Facebook and your social media feed responding to messages. And I'm guilty of it. I'm like, I'm fully, fully, fully guilty of it but try to limit that as much as possible. Did you know that nowadays only about 25% of Americans get eight or more hours of sleep? And there's so many different reasons around this. Um, again, it's uh, having this 24 seven society, practically everything that we want to do, you can do around the clock. There's 24-hour um, fitness centers, pharmacies, department stores. You can go shopping. You know, there's so many things that we can do. Um, bars and restaurants stay up later. It makes it very hard for us to get those long hours of sleep. And we're also working longer hours. We are taking our kids from one activity to the other. We, if we have a business, you know, you're probably answering your emails or you wake up in the morning and you answer your emails. And there's just a lot of things that are kind of going on that are really, really detrimental to us getting a good amount of sleep. The National Sleep Foundation reports that 60% of Americans have sleep problems. That means that more than half of us struggle to sleep. And I'm guessing you might be one of them if you're listening to this episode. So this is having a huge impact on us. Here's a great quote, and this is from Anne McCullohan, uh, who is a neurology professor at the University of North Carolina. 
The foundations of good health are good diet, good exercise, and good sleep. But um, two out of the three, you don't even they don't you don't even have them. I mean, like we aren't even getting them. Um, so we all know that it's very good for us to eat healthy and, of course, exercise. But this is really important for us to get a good amount of sleep. Some of the things, as I mentioned earlier, that you have a higher risk of having cardiovascular disease. If you get less than six hours of sleep each night and have disturbed sleep, which means that you are waking up and you can't fall asleep and stay asleep, you have a 48% greater risk of developing or dying from heart disease and a 15% greater risk of developing or dying from a stroke. That alone is scary. Lack of sleep can cause high blood pressure, blocked arteries, stroke, kidney disease, and dementia. Now, if that doesn't scare you to fall asleep and make sure that you're getting good sleep tonight, I don't know what it is because that's pretty frightful. I mean, all these things can be caused from not getting a good amount of sleep. Another thing is obesity. And of course, yeah, what we were saying before, what was it, like 25% of Americans are getting the ample amount of sleep. Um, and why is America have such a huge obesity epidemic? This might be one of the factors, of course, like fried food and lack of exercise and a whole bunch of other things and stress levels just are just to the roof are all things that are causing obesity. But still, lack of sleep is another thing. Sleep storage is directly linked to obesity. When you do not get enough sleep, the two powerful hormones that control hunger are disrupted. This results in you feeling hungrier and having um, less of those sensations of feeling full. And we've all been there before where we stay up a little bit later than when we need to. And those are those late night cravings. And there's so many commercials that talk about those late night cravings where you're like, oh, I'm going to go to the kitchen. And you know what? That, that cake from yesterday looks really good. And oh, you know what really sounds good? Some potato chips. And that's when you are like grabbing those high calorie foods that really are going to end up making you stay awake even longer. Um, these hormones that I'm talking about have you craving higher carbohydrates. And that is very dangerous because if we're not utilizing those carbohydrates, carbohydrates, and I like to break it down to people very simply, carbohydrates that are not being utilized turn into sugar into your body. That excess sugar that is not being utilized to propel us through some form of, of activity, which we're probably not doing late at night, turns into fat. Your body is smart. It's looking for energy to store. The two forms of energy are carbohydrates and fat. So your body is already taking that carbohydrate and saying, you know what? I'm going to store this for fat because I might need to have it a little bit later on. Not realizing that the next morning you're going to have another piece of, of, of food to satisfy you. So you're just adding on to that issue of staying up late, craving these things, reducing those um, those. Um, hormones, those hunger hormones from really being able to do what they are supposed to do to help you like stay full and, you know, everything else. And then the cortisol levels, it's just, it's just a vicious cycle. You guys just don't, don't put yourself on the way, get those sleep. The other thing is, this is the time of year, like it's the changing of the seasons. And anytime we go from like fall into winter or from um, spring into summer in Michigan, we tend to get sick a lot because we have these crazy weathers. Like it's one day it's super hot and then the eighties, the next day it's in the fifties and it's in the thirties. It's all over the place. Um, which means that your immune system is compromised. 
Now, earlier um, in a previous episode, I talked about immune boosting tips, and please refer to that episode when it comes to that. But, um, and I'll leave that episode in the show notes too, so you guys can kind of click on that. But the other thing is getting sleep is going to help you feel better. It really, really will. Um, Your immune system is functioning well. You can ward off a lot more illnesses. But if something happens to compromise this immune response, you are more vulnerable to infections, bacteria, viruses, autoimmune diseases, um, including like arthritis and asthma. When you don't get enough sleep, your immune system becomes stressed and compromised. Again, cortisol levels go up causes issues in your gut, causes issues with your digestive system and your immune system. Everything ends up getting compromised. You actually have a decrease in your white blood cells. And those that remain less active, those that are still there, are less active, which means that you become sick more often. That's the reason why you are sick. You typically are tired. All right. So before you even get that, like now, if you haven't even heard of like adrenal fatigue is so common nowadays because we stress ourselves out to the nines and then we end up um, compromising the immune system and then we end up getting sick. And instead of like actually addressing our illness, like they have those commercials, like uh, I think it's NyQuil's, but they're like, moms don't get a day off. You know what? Moms need to get a day off. Okay. Like moms and dads and everyone else, you guys need to take a day off because It's not helping you out or your family members out by you pushing through this and trying to medicate yourself to go over this hump of you feeling sick. It's not doing well. Like what you really need to do is just rest. So find someone else to take care of your responsibilities at that point point in time to an extent so that you can get the ample amount of sleep. The other thing is that it impairs your performance. So, um, if the threat of heart disease, obesity, immune issues were not enough, then think about how it's impacting all of your performance when it comes to either your fitness performance or anything else. You're going to struggle a lot harder to push through that workout. You're going to have a harder time for your muscles to repair. You're going to have a harder time to focus when you're at work. Your brain is not going to function on full capacity. That can really, in the long run, impact your business. It can impact your income because if you are not fully functioning as you need to be in your high stressful or high demanding job, those are going to kind of show off your performance at work, your performance in any kind of sports or whatever it may be. It's going to deplete in the long run. And especially if you're playing any kind of sports, you're not going to have that muscle recovery like you wish you did. So again, it has a huge impact on your mood, your memory, and your decision-making skills. So make sure you are getting enough sleep. Um, so just a really quick um, recap is that you want to make sure that you are restoring your body and your mind. Our bodies repair and grow and even detoxify while we are sleeping. We want to make sure that we are improving our body's ability to learn and remember things so that um, we're able to function a little bit better on our day-to-day activities. We want to make sure that we conserve some of our energy so that we're not just always active and we're going 24 hours a day. And yes, you can feel like you can conquer everything, but then eventually down the line, you're going to end up burning out. So here are some really great actionable tips to help you fall asleep. Um, So, couple of tips I have is the biggest one is try to get, make sure that you are consistent with your sleep schedule. 
which means that you are making sleep like a top priority. Just like I always talk about making sure that you are your number one priority and self-care is a top priority. Sleep is part of your self-care routine. So make sure that it is scheduled and, and you're able to keep it consistent all the time. That means that you might be turning off your lights um, eight hours before that alarm goes off, um, seven days a week. I know weekends can easily throw you out in a loop for everything, but it's best to keep a consistent sleep schedule even on the weekends. Think about it. If you're waking up at 5.30, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends, you're rolling out of bed at 10, you are, yeah, you might feel like you feel great all the way up until Monday morning when you wake up at 5.30 again. It's really messing up those circadian rhythms. And actually what's really interesting, in Ayurveda, they actually... Um, tell you to wake up before six because from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. is considered like kappa hours, which means that you're a little bit more sluggish and everything else. So try it. Try waking up before six and then try waking up like between six and 10 and see where you feel a little bit more rested when you're getting sufficient amount of sleep, when you're getting at least six to eight hours of sleep. Um, the other thing to help is to balance your blood sugar throughout the day. You know, if you eat less refined processed foods um, and have more foods that are, are packed full of really great sugar balancing fiber, um, such as an orange instead of the actual orange juice, you're going to get a little bit of protein in it and everything else. That's going to help you like really balance out that sugar so that you're not getting those crashes. And then therefore you're not worrying about having those like late night cravings again. Um, during the day, get plenty of sunshine exercise and fuel your body with tons of water. Your brain has about like 70 plus percent water. So making sure that you are keeping yourself hydrated, that is going to help you stay awake a lot more than a cup of coffee. Um, getting that natural sunshine, you know, maybe opening up your blinds when you first wake up, standing outside, like spending some time going out and doing a workout first thing in the morning. All these things tell your body that it's daytime. And this is a time to be productive, active, and alert. And therefore, by the end of the day, you're able to easily wind down for the evening. Cut off your caffeine and add a sugar intake after 12 p.m., making sure that you're getting things like whole foods in your diets and vegetables um, are really, really great to be a way to minimize the amount of sugar impact that we have. So Yes, that means getting rid of your chai tea latte, and I love them too, and creating something a little bit healthier um, as an alternative. Having a relaxing bedtime ritual. This is one hour before you go to sleep. Um, I love this, and I can tell you a little bit more about a really great wind-down ritual um, that really works well for me. Some other things is to make sure that you don't have a TV in the bedroom. Now, this is something that was great when I was living in an apartment with my husband. And then once we got married and we moved into a house, lo and behold, TV in the bedroom, <laughs> which I'm still battling a couple of times when he's gone on vacation. I have removed the TV in the bedroom and he yells at me and everything else. But I'm very adamant about not having a TV in the bedroom. And a lot of times what I'll end up doing is, I will remove myself from the bedroom, go downstairs into my space where I do a lot of my meditations. Um, there's a little nice chair there, and I will turn on soft lighting along with my um, Himalayan pink sea salt lamps, some candles, and my aromatherapy, and I will read a book. And that's a really great way for me to wind down. 
Uh, the other thing is to make your bedroom like inviting. Nobody wants to come into a bedroom where it's like just junk all over the place. Like it's not very inviting place. And making sure that you're not, and you probably heard this before too, don't do your office work in your bedroom because now that's not a like place that you want to wind down and go to sleep. So things like having it aesthetically pleasing, um, the colors of your room, eliminating the, the colors, putting fresh linen on it, um, spraying in the room with like great essential oils, whatever it may be to make it so that you actually want to do it. Um, create total darkness and quiet. These are really great. Eye shades, earplugs, these are awesome. Other thing, and not just reducing the amount of caffeine, but also avoiding alcohol. This helps you go to sleep so that you don't have that poor interrupted quality of sleep. Um, other things is eat no later than two hours before you go to bed. A lot of times heavy meals prior to bed can lead to a very bad night of rest. And it also impedes your body's um, the way of detoxifying over the course of the night. Get a journal, write down your worries. This is a really great way of helping out. Um, journaling for all of your stuff is a great way to like just kind of write down what's going on in your mind. Other tips are to have a relaxing tape or CD to help you go to sleep. I like binaural beats and you can find a lot of them on YouTube. They're really great if you have a couple of like your players. Um, I know Spotify has a really great meditation kind of wind down ones. Those are awesome too. Taking minerals such as magnesium and calcium are amazing. I personally love magnesium over melatonin. I tell a lot of my clients to make sure that they don't take melatonin to help them fall asleep because melatonin is actually a hormone versus magnesium is a mineral. And um, I actually take the BioCleanse by Plexus. It's my favorite magnesium. Not only does it help you fall asleep and get a good amount of sleep, um, very restful, but it also helps remove a lot of those toxins out your body so your body can do the natural detoxification process, which is why it's called BioCleanse. So the next morning you're going to have a nice little elimination. And I'm all about having a great morning elimination because you want to get that stuff out of your bed. Um, give yourself a nice massage, stretch, or even have sex before going to bed. Like make it inviting. Um, you can also in the colder months, if you'd like to have something nice and warm to cuddle up to, put a hot water bottle in your bed. This is going to naturally make it a little bit more warming and environment environment for you to want to go to sleep in. Avoid medications that interfere with sleep. Having nice herbal teas will help you fall asleep. Um, and then using things like essential oils. Now, I love essential oils to help me fall asleep. And this is a really great way to add just a little bit of extra help that you might need to have to stay asleep and get, wake up feeling super well rested. And so some of the ones that I like, and these are all ones that you can inhale um, like you can just actually rub them in your palm of your hands and inhale them. You can diffuse them. You can um, make them into roller balls. You can make them into a pillow spray or linen spray, whatever it is that you like to have. Some of them you can even take internally. So the first one I like to have, which is really great way to have it for both aromatherapy and topical is bergamot oil. This helps you um, helps promote the sense of calm and harmony when used before bedtime. Another one is cedar wood, which helps with this peaceful feeling that can help the mind and body unwind before bed. 
Another one is cilantro oil. This is an interesting one because you wouldn't think that it would be very calming, but it can create a peaceful feeling that would support a restful night's sleep. Clearly sage, which is my goddess oil, I love it, especially for hormonal issues, um, can help you fall asleep and have more of like a restful sleep environment. Frankincense, which is like the king of oils, will help induce the feeling of peace and satisfaction while helping promote the feeling of relaxation. And I love to have this when doing like yoga nidra or any kind of my meditations prior to going to sleep because it helps you with enlightenment. It's amazing oil. Lavender, as you probably all have heard, lavender is a really great one. And if you do lavender oil from doTERRA, you can not only use this as aromatherapy or topically, but you can also have this um, internally. And this one is really great at creating that like peaceful sleep environment. Um, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, marjoram oil has uh, really great properties that help you lessen the feeling of stress. Melissa oil is a great one to have at nighttime to promote a feeling of relaxation. Other ones are Roman chamomile oil. You probably heard of chamomile tea, very familiar with this. This also you can take internally, um, really great way to calm the mind and the body. And then Langaling, which is another really great oil to also use for like boosting the sex drive, but it's great to also reduce the effects of the daily stress while promoting a very calming environment. So these are great. You can actually use them, um, put some of them in your bathtub. You can do like a room spray um, with like lavender and cedarwood or langalang and sandalwood. These are really great ones. You can have it on like a heat pad or a neck rub, um, whatever you feel like, putting a little bit of it with curio oil, um, some of these oils and put them on the bottom of your feet. Um, again, aromatherapy, massage. Um, some of them, like the lavender and the chamomile, you can put it in your water and make it into a nice tea. So as I said, I was going to talk to you about some recipes and I'll post this in the show notes. So don't worry if you're driving or you don't have a notepad, um, I will leave all the recipes in the notebook. The first one I want to talk about since we just started talking about essential oils is one that you can make. This would be a really great one that you can use as um, essential oil diffuser, or even as a roller balm. It's called Sweet Dreams. So it's two drops of cedarwood, two drops of wild orange, which is one of my favorites, um, one drop of alang-alang, and four drops of lavender. Absolutely amazing. Um, another really, really great one is called um, Sweet Slumber, and that is three drops of bergamot, two drops of cedarwood, and one drop of marjoram. So these are really great ones that you can, like I said, make into a central oil diffuser or into a roller ball. Or you can even put it like um, a couple of them in your bathtub. That would be a really nice, relaxing way of doing it. And then for those of you that probably freaked out when I told you that, you know, not having any caffeine past noon. And I know it's hard because I used to work in an atmosphere where we would have caffeine uh, like as late as five o'clock in meetings. Um, here's an alternative. This is a caffeine-free chai latte. And I absolutely love chai lattes, especially now that it's fall. They are freaking phenomenal. So what you are going to have, this serves like one or two. Um, so if you want to share, feel free to share. Otherwise, hold it off for yourself. It doesn't really matter to me. But it's going to be one bag of rubos tea, 
Rubos is naturally a caffeine-free one, and it's really great for this time of the year because it's um, really good for your allergies, seasonal allergies. Two cups of boiling water, one tablespoon of tahini, one tablespoon of almond butter, creamy is preferred, two dates, which are optional if you want to have it a little bit creamy. So you're going to cover the tea bags and the date if you're using them, and then two cups of boiling water and steep it for a few minutes. After that, discard the tea bag and place the tea, the soaked dates, tahini, and almond butter into a blender and blend until creamy. Like I said, don't worry if you're driving. I want to have this recipe in the show notes. I hope that you found this episode really, really helpful and that you are getting a good night's sleep. If you find that um, you're still struggling to have some sleep, don't worry. My amazing business partner, Julie, and I, are coming up with this um, really great seven-day Soul Sisters Meditation Masterclass. And we have a couple of them to help you um, get a really great uh, amount of energy so that you wake up feeling well-rested after you have um, that nice, good amount of sleep. And ones that help you fall asleep too. So if you are interested in learning more or signing up, go over to our website at www.fitnesswellnesslife.com and sign up for our newsletter. I will also leave a link below so you can sign up for, um, get on that early access and find out about all the amazing bonuses that we're going to do with that. If you also are struggling with going to sleep, staying asleep, feeling well rested in the next morning, um, reducing that caffeine intake and losing weight along with other slew of health complications, We are running a 28-day cleanse. Now, this 28-day cleanse is going to kick off on November 26th, but we have special pricing all the way up until November 19th. So you can get uh, early bird access at 147, plus I'm throwing in an amazing bonus of my cookbook for the holidays, because I know holidays is a very stressful time of the year, a time of the year in which we're going to be eating a lot of like the heavier foods, the desserts, and everything else. So these are amazing really, really well-tested throughout my family. All my family members approve of this recipes of some of our classic stuff just made a little bit healthier. And you definitely want to grab a hold of that. Um, plus on top of that, you um, in the cleanse, not only are you getting recipes and meal plans and all of those amazing things, but you're also getting access to Julie and I six times throughout the cleanse. So we are going to be there for you as you going through the cleanse, as you're going through whatever struggles that might kind of come up to really help you go through it successfully. I've done plenty of cleanses that you leave you crazy hungry, and this is not one of them. You're going to have whole foods. You're going to feel great. You're going to figure out what foods work well for your body and what foods don't work well for your body. That's the biggest kicker is that a lot of times we don't realize that certain foods cause us inflammation. And I talked to a lot of my clients and even for myself, I didn't realize that I had a gluten sensitivity because I typically don't have any of the symptoms that like celiac disease does. But I can tell you that once I did a cleanse and I once I went through this process of this cleanse that I'm taking you guys through in November, I realized that gluten actually causes a lot of inflammation in my body. So when I eliminate it, I feel a lot better that like two days after my exercise pain that would occur or that pain in the joints and back pain and everything else was no longer there once I eliminated it out. Same thing when it came to like dairy, like I noticed that I wasn't um, breaking out as often. My nasal passages were a little bit clearer. I wasn't gaining as much weight. I didn't have as much bloat. These are all things that until you eliminate it, you don't really realize what of an impact it has on you. So if you're interested in joining, 
sign up before November 19th. Like you only have a few weeks. Make sure you sign up before November 19th. Get that early bird price in because after that, it's going up to $179. And then after the cleanse actually kicks off, it's going up to close to $200. So you want to make sure that you lock in those early bird pricing. Plus, you get access to the bonus before Thanksgiving so that you'll be able to implement a lot of those recipes and just kind of start to kickstart your progression. And this is the time of the year between Thanksgiving and Christmas is the time of the year in which we typically gain a lot of weight. So we want to make sure that we're combating them as best as possible. And Julie and I are going to be there to help you every single step of the way. If you love this episode, show me some love by, first of all, sharing it, telling your friends to come and tune in to Love Your Life podcast. Um, Send me an email and let me know if there's any other topics that you want to for me to cover send me an email at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. I am always looking for like new things for me to kind of cover with you, whether you like more mindset stuff, more um, nutrition stuff, more fitness stuff, whatever it may be. If you have any people that you want to recommend to kind of come onto the show for some of these um, interviews, let me know that too. And then also, if you like this show, it's you know, free for you guys to listen, but it's not free for me to actually put this out there so that you guys can listen to it. So show me some love. There's now an option that you can, you know, show some love and um, get back to the show by helping us out by simply saying like, yeah, I want to subscribe and I want to donate to the show. So make sure that when you click on it, you can click on the little link. I'll leave that in the show notes and you can be like, your own little sponsor of our show that makes sure that a lot of the shows don't have the sponsorship ads and everything else. So this um, show in itself is sponsored by our upcoming program, the 28 day um, rejuvenation cleanse. But I know you guys were kind of complaining about sponsors, so you can sponsor yourself by donating to the show. All right, you guys, this is Stephanie looking forward to tuning in next week for another amazing episode of Love Your Life Podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life Podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.